When you have a guest on your show, you want them to have the best experience possible. Why? Of course, the better their experience, the better the episode, which means your listeners will benefit. Additionally, the better their experience, the more likely they are to share their episode, to leave a positive review for your show, to recommend your show, and to refer other awesome guests to you. So that's what we're going to talk about today, how to be the best host possible for your podcast guests. Welcome back to Podcast Launchpad. I'm Kelly. Have you been a guest on other people's podcasts? What was the experience like? Have other hosts made you feel like you were their number one priority? What format did they use to conduct the interview? A conversation or bullet point style Q&A? What kind of assets did they send you later to promote your episode? Did they send you any at all or just a link? These are the types of questions I want you to keep in mind when you host guests on your show. We talked in episode 83 about how to find awesome guests for your podcast, so I'm not going to cover that again in this episode. Today, we're going to focus on what to do once you've picked guests for your show. I will repeat a bit of information on reaching out to them. This episode assumes that you've already vetted them and know for sure that you want them on your show. For all the details on what to look for in a guest, where to find guests, how to vet your guests, and the basics of how to reach out to potential guests, check out episode 83. So in this episode, we're going to talk about reaching out to guests, specifically the nuances of it, onboarding guests, the pre-interview stage, the actual interview, promotional assets, and the follow-up. So let's start with reaching out to guests. In episode 83, I discussed doing the following, getting straight to the point that you're inviting them to be a guest on your show, proposing a specific topic you'd like them to talk about, boosting their ego by telling them something specific you like or appreciate about them, their podcast, their book, or their work, telling them a tiny bit about your podcast, basically your niche statement and who your listeners are, giving them a bit of info about who you are, just a bit, giving your scheduling link and offering to chat, and giving them a link to your podcast or website or the link to your podcast on your business website. Okay, so let's talk about some nuances to the approach that will really make you stand out as an awesome host. So first, really personalize the request. You may have an EM or uh, an email or DM template that you use, and that's okay, but you never want it to read like a template. So here are a few tips. Even when I'm reaching out to a dream guest, I don't address them as dear so-and-so. I always write hi so-and-so. And I don't write hello because that just sounds weird to my ear. And I never use hey because that sounds too casual. I get straight to the point about wanting them to be a guest on my show because I'm not writing a mystery novel, right? I want them to know immediately why I'm contacting them. For the ego boost part, 
I don't fawn all over them, but I am super open about what I love or appreciate about them, their show, their book, or their work in general. I do make it very specific and I pick out something small to refer to. For example, I may mention how I appreciate the philanthropic work they do in such and such arena. I'll pick out one specific part of one episode of their show to tell them how that piece, how that tip affected me or how that story affected me or what action I took from it. And I tend to go back a few weeks in their episodes as opposed to picking the most recent episode. That's too easy. Or I'll pick one section of one chapter of one of their books and tell them what I took from it. You know, saying, I love your book, I read it in a day, that's just not good enough. If I've met the guest in person at an event or podcasting conference, I definitely remind them of that. And I'll remind them of what we were talking about or who, whom we were talking with, you know, if there was someone else in the conversation with us. If someone referred them to me, you know, if someone said, y'all should really chat or you should have this person on your show, I mentioned that. If I've taken one of their courses, been to one of their free webinars, if I've downloaded their lead magnet, if I have some other connection with them, I tell them that. And if they have engaged with me on social media, I mentioned that. So saying, you know, I follow you on Instagram, not enough. But if they have commented on one of my posts or if they've replied to one of my comments on one of their posts, I might mention that if it's relevant and memorable. You know, you wouldn't just say, hey, you replied to one of my comments one day. No, that's not memorable. But if it was a meaningful interaction, you could mention that. Now, let's move on to onboarding your guests. What I'm going to discuss here is how to onboard guests that you reach out to. The way you onboard guests who reach out to you is a little different. With guests who reach out to you, you need to automate that system. You send them an intake form to fill out. They'll get a scheduling link after filling out the form and giving you their photo. So guests who reach out to you do the bulk of the work. When you reach out to a guest, you do the bulk of the work. It's essentially a concierge service that you're providing. Remember that you are trying to stand out as one of the very best hosts that they've ever worked with or will ever work with, one of the very best podcasts they've ever been on. If you have them do all the work, that's not a very great experience for them. That's why you're proposing the topic. You're coming up with the questions. You can ask them if they have an official bio they'd like you to use, but you can certainly edit and shorten it to use on your show, you know, and to fit your style and your speech. You'll also ask them for an official photo to use on your co episode cover art. For scheduling, it's still best to send your guest your scheduling link, but for guests you're reaching out to, let them know that if none of the days or times works for them, they can give you some days and times that are better for them and you'll schedule them manually. 
If you really want them as a guest, you'll accommodate their schedule. This means, you know, I've talked before about batching. So having specific days where you do podcast interviews and other days where you don't. If it's someone I really want, I am flexible with my calendar. If it's a dream guest, I'm going to try to get them in when they want, and I will be really flexible with them. That's what I'm talking about with the concierge service. Okay, let's talk about the pre-interview phase. As I mentioned, you're going to come up with the questions for your guest. I recommend really doing your research on your guest and their topic so that you can come up with awesome questions, including questions that they haven't been asked before or are rarely asked, if possible. Read every page of their website. I mean, you can't read every blog post or you know go through every podcast episode if they have that, but all of the main pages and pick out several blog posts and several podcast episodes. Look for ones that seem particularly juicy and personal. Dig through their social media. Like I just said, listen to a bunch of podcast episodes and other podcasts where they've been a guest. Read their books or part, you know, skim through their books. If you, if they have several books, if they're long, if the episode, if you're doing the interview very quickly, you know, really soon and you don't have time to read several books in full, read through them as quickly as you can. Find out some little detail about them that you can ask about in a way that demonstrates you already know the answer. For example, instead of asking, when did you get started in podcasting? You could say, you started podcasting with Geek Girl Soup in 2012, and you would never listen to a podcast before that. So why jump into podcasting? What made you think it was for you? That's a fabulous question that someone could ask me and that they could figure out about me from listening to almost any guest appearance I've made. So showing that they have done their research on me like that would wow me. It would really impress me and would make the conversation go deeper than just asking, so how did you get into podcasting? It would also wow your listeners to show that you've already done deeper research into your guests. You know, think of Oprah's interviews, Anderson Cooper's interviews, remember Barbara Walters and her interviews. They know stuff about their guests. They've done deep research. So whatever you can find, even if it's just one question, that reveals that you know something about them and you can ask it in a way that most hosts don't ask, that's going to make you really stand out. So I like to send some basic questions to my guests a few days before the interview, along with the link to record in StreamYard. Unfortunately, StreamYard doesn't sync with calendar systems, at least not as of this recording, so I have to create the link manually. Now, when I send the guest a link of questions, I let them know that the questions are just a guide and that I'll be asking other questions and making comments based on what they say during the interview. 
I remind them that we'll have a natural conversation and we'll have fun. In other words, it's not a bullet point style Q&A. And, you know, do I write out the questions in the phrasing that I plan on using? Absolutely not. I just give a hint at the type of questions I'll be asking. So I would not phrase that you started podcasting with Geek Girl Soup in 2012, you'd never listened to a podcast before, blah, blah, blah. I actually wouldn't put that in there at all. That's a little background question. So I leave that out. The questions, the types of questions that I sent along are content-based and not so much background-based. I'm not sure what I'm gonna ask about their background ahead of time. I like to leave those to the last minute. I never surprise them, you know, I'm not going to try to trick them or anything, but I would rather that be a little bit more spontaneous. They know their backgrounds. They're ready to answer that. I mean, they know their content too. They're ready to answer that as well. But I do like to give them a preview of that. So in that email that I sent them with an idea of the questions and the recording link, I also put in there that they can let me know if they want me to include any other questions. And I give them my cell phone number so they can call or text me if they need to reach me quickly the day of the interview. So super personal. Like if something happens at the last minute, I don't want to have to rely on email. I do leave my email open. I leave on my notifications until they show up. And that's kind of tough. You know, you have to remember at the last minute to shut off notifications, but it's great to give them your phone number so they can call or text in case they can't get into the system. It's never happened for me in StreamYard yet. It happened in Zoom a few times. They were just having trouble logging in because they hadn't logged in first is actually the issue. You need to open Zoom first, then click on the link and no problem most of the time. Anyway, just a nice touch to share your cell phone number or uh, phone number, any way they can text you. Okay, let's move on to the actual interview. When you're both in the session, you'll want to chat for a few minutes before you start the recording, especially if you haven't spoken before. Let them know the flow of your show, you know, how the episode will go. If you do different segments for your show, then let them know about that. I tell my guests that I'm going to do a quick intro, then I'll introduce them, they'll get to say hi and all of that then, and then we jump into the interview. After discussing the main topic, then I ask about their show or book or particular program or something. Then I ask about the work they do and how listeners could get in touch to work with them. This is when they get to promote a service and share a link. I tell them this ahead of time and in the pre-interview email so that they know they'll have the chance to promote their book and ideally not sell throughout the interview. During the interview, I let them do most of the talking, of course, but I keep it conversational. I throw in my own comments. I deviate from my planned questions based on what they say during the interview. You know, don't stick to your questions if the guest answers them before you get the chance to ask them. This happens a lot in, in interviews. You may have your list of questions and 
when the guest is answering one of them, they may jump ahead, even though they saw your questions. And it's like, I'm going to ask this, this, and this. And the way they answer the first one combines the first two or the one and three, or sometimes all of them. So on the spot, you're going to have to think about what can I ask that gets more specific into what I had planned to ask for two and three, because you can't just ask, you know, the second question, if they've already answered it, you're going to have to rephrase it, you're going to have to get more specific, point out what they already said, say something like, so like you just mentioned a moment ago about picking a podcast niche, once they've done that, or can you say more about this specific thing, you know, so find something where they can go deeper on that bit, instead of asking the general question that they just answered. You get the idea. Sometimes I comment that I do something different from what they're suggesting and ask for feedback on that. You can get some awesome free coaching that way. Also, if you don't agree with something they're suggesting, like one of their tips, you know, if you do it a different way, if part of your coaching is to do it differently, you can say so in a kind way and have a discussion about it to share your differing opinions. This can really benefit your listeners, or you can just let it go. You know that you do it your way, they do it their way. that episode is to share the opinions of your guest. So you, you don't have to say anything at all. Just share their, their suggestions and move on. I mentioned in episode 78 on creating effective calls to action and in episode 81 on promoting your services in your podcast, that you should not bring up your own call to action or services during an interview. That takes away from the guest's promotion. So whether the guest is promoting their podcast, their book, their service, their lead magnet. Now, it's fine to have your own ad running in the episode. Just don't bring it up organically. You know, don't say, hey, I've got this lead magnet or, you know, hey, check out this service. Don't bring it up during the actual interview. All right have it in there as an ad if you're running ads for your own services or lead magnets, but don't say anything about it during the interview. The interview is a time to highlight and promote the guest. When the interview is done and you've stopped the recording, stay on for a little bit to chat with the guest again. You'll have to do this anyway. If you're using StreamYard or Riverside, I think Zencaster as well. You'll have to do that to wait for the local recordings to upload. So you'll want to thank the guest for being on your show, of course. Tell them how awesome they were. Let them know when you plan on publishing their episode and let them know that you'll send them the assets and link when they're ready. This is also a good time to start to develop a relationship that can turn into a long-term relationship, which I'll talk about in a few minutes with the follow-up. But this is the perfect place to lay that foundation. If you get the sense that y'all could collaborate in the future, 
refer clients to each other, that maybe you could be on their podcast if they've got one, that there is some way that y'all could do something together in the future. This is, it's, it could be the time to bring it up. At least it's the time to cement that relationship and definitely say, you know, I'd like to stay in touch in the future. I'd like to see how we could create something together in the future, something like that. So have that relationship start now. All right. Speaking of assets, let's talk about that. If you want your guests to share their episode, you'll need something to share for them to share beyond just the link to the episode on your website. That works for Facebook and LinkedIn, you know, sharing the, the link and the social sharing image will pop up in the preview in Facebook and LinkedIn. But what if their main social media platform is Instagram or TikTok? Links don't work there. So they'll need at a minimum the episode cover art. And ideally, you'll have their photo on the episode cover art. It's also ideal to create videograms or audiograms from their episode. So you can share those, you know, send them to your guest through Google Drive or wetransfer.com. So if you share through wetransfer.com, copy the link that wetransfer gives you after you've sent the files and send that link to them when you email them the link to the episode on your website, because sometimes we transfer goes to spam. So when I'm letting, when I'm sending the assets to a guest, I will send the files, the videograms through WeTransfer instead of creating all of these Google Drive folders for every guest and then, you know, running out of space in Google Drive eventually and never knowing, okay, did they download it? Can I delete these now? I just use WeTransfer. So the WeTransfer gives me the link. It sends them the link. It also gives me the link. I copy the link. I email the guest. Here is the link to your episode on my website. Here's the cover art. I just sent you the videograms. Here's the link to that. You can also check your spam folder if you didn't get it in your regular inbox. Um, I tell them when I'm promoting it, how I'm promoting it, thank them again, say something about, you know, if I want to chat with them, potentially collaborate, things like that. Don't go into details, but, you know, just say, I'd love to stay in touch in the future. Maybe I do want to talk right away and maybe I'll say, do you have time to chat next week? Something like that. Okay. Last thing, the follow-up. If you really liked the guest, you definitely want to maintain a relationship. So as I mentioned just before, you may want to be on their show. You may want to do a collaboration with them. You may want referrals from them, and you may want to refer people to them. I've been on some of my guests' podcasts. I've done work collaborations with some guests. Some guests has some guests have referred other guests to me. They've referred clients to me, and they've referred me to people who have invited me to speak at their events. And I have referred clients and guests to some of my guests. Truly, 
building your network is the best part of having guests on your show. The connections you make are invaluable. So don't let the relationship end when the interview ends or, you know, when you get off of StreamYard, Zoom, wherever you're doing the recording. Email them immediately after the interview to tell them thank you for being on your show, how much you appreciate them, and that you will be emailing them the assets. Then, of course, email them the assets. Email them after the episode has been live for a little bit, you know, a week or 30 days to let them know that their episode has done well, if it did well. You don't have to give them the download numbers or the listener count. You can tell them that it got more downloads than number than normal, for example, only if that's accurate. Now, don't ask for anything in return right away. Just keep the lines of communication open so that you have options in the future. All right, that is it for today. I hope y'all enjoy and get lots of value from the guests that I have on my show. Please do let me know. And if there's a topic you want me to cover, please let me know so I can cover it in a solo episode or get a guest on here to cover it from their perspective. Thank you so much for being here today. Be sure to follow this show so you don't miss a single episode. And I will see you next time on Podcast Launchpad. 